Vita Chronicles with our host, Michael Biamonte, Certified Clinical Nutritionist. In this podcast, Michael will answer your questions and reveal the shocking truth that the cause of most chronic ailments is not what you've been told. The source is Candida, a yeast overgrowth which, when it becomes systemic, can cause all sorts of seemingly unrelated ailments such as chronic fatigue syndrome and even weight gain. For more information on how Michael can help you, please visit healthtruth.com, that's health-truth.com, or phone his office at 212-587-2330. And now, without further ado, Michael Biamonte. Uh, this is Michael Biamonte with today's episode of the Candida Chronicles. And today we're going to be discussing die-off. Just what is die-off? How do you handle it? How do you get through it? And what causes die-off? The first thing to know technically is that die-off was originally discovered by a physician And this physician observed that when he treated people who had um, various types of infections, that they experienced a reaction. Uh, The physician's name was Herxheimer, and he naturally named this observation a reaction after himself. It's typically called a Herxheimer reaction. What a Herxheimer reaction actually is, is an allergic response a person is having to dead microorganisms. A Herxheimer reaction occurs when someone takes a medicine, whether it's a prescription or whether it's a botanical or a naturopathic medicine, which destroys microorganisms. As the microorganisms are being destroyed, their proteins and their essentially their cell walls are being degraded and broken down and the proteins and the different materials from this breakdown go into the body and this causes an allergic reaction to these dead proteins. This is essentially what a die-off or a Herxheimer reaction is. It's a an allergic reaction that the person is having in part to the dead microorganisms. A Herxheimer reaction is also at the same time a detoxification reaction that's occurring as the body detoxifies the toxic proteins that are there. So there are actually two things occurring at the same time. One is that the body's detoxifying poisons and harmful proteins And the other is that it's having an allergic reaction to them at the same time. This is a reason why a Herxheimer reaction can mimic the actual symptoms of the infection itself. This is because when the infection is live and well in your body, the infection releases proteins, which are part of its metabolism and part of its own immune response. These proteins enter your body and your body has an allergic or an immune reaction to them that as a side effect produces different symptoms. 
these symptoms that it produces are, are known and are then equated to the infection itself. When the infection dies, those same proteins and chemicals are released temporarily at even a faster pace at a greater level, which prompts the same symptoms that the person had when the infection was chronically active in the body. So the typical symptoms of die-off are flu-like symptoms, which include headache, joint pain, muscle pain, body aches, sore throat, a general malaise, sweating, chills, nausea, and perhaps some other symptoms. But those are the most common symptoms. The other interesting aspect of a die-off reaction is that it can cause an exacerbation of whatever the person's primary complaints or symptoms had been. That's an interesting aspect which is often overlooked. So if the person comes in and the person is complaining of having a rash, when he gets die-off, the rash will get worse. If the person comes in and they complain about having a pain, let's say, in their left shoulder, when they have die-off, the pain in the left shoulder could get worse. If there's some type of infection in the body at that point, which was affecting the connective tissue, the uh, fascia, the muscles, etc., of that left shoulder, then as the infection dies, if everything there would flare up. So the two rules for Herxheimer reaction, or as known as die-off, uh, is that you can have symptoms which will be very similar to a flu, although very typically the person will say that this is a flu they're feeling, but there's something not quite right about it. It's just not like a normal flu. Something is different. And the person also will experience as a die-off a worsening of whatever their primary complaints were if those primary complaints were being caused by the infection. Uh, people will typically get die-off reactions when viruses are killed, Lyme disease is killed, yeast species of different types are killed, and also when different types of parasites are killed. It's not so typical with bacteria. It's more typical with these other types of infections. There are different ways to handle a die-off reaction. The easiest thing that you can do is to drink a lot of water to flush these toxins out of your system. Drinking water every half hour is a, the minimal thing that you can do to aid in the elimination of the die-off response. Taking a colonic or an enema at home dramatically helps die off symptoms because you're directly flushing the dead debris out of your intestinal tract, which really lessens the body's reaction to it. Taking different types of colon cleansers that have absorptive material in there, like clays, for instance, and bentonite, sea vegetation, 
all have the ability to absorb toxins. Uh, all of these things, including charcoal, have the ability to absorb a lot of the debris that will cause the die-off. So if you take these products with a lot of water, it helps to absorb the toxic proteins and eliminate them and lessen the die-off reaction. Generally speaking, the die-off reaction lasts from days to weeks, depending on the severity of the infection in the body. The worst possible situation is when someone is constipated and having die-off. Because when you are constipated, your body has a compromised ability to excrete the toxins that are causing the die-off, and it really intensifies the die-off reactions. This is why, as a paradox, the things you can do that really help lessen the die-off are drinking water and doing things that stimulate your bowels to move. So this is like the somewhat the inversion, where if you don't do that, the die-off gets much worse. Anything which qualifies as a colon cleanser is very good to help the die-off reaction. Specifically, though, there are exact items that you can take which do help the die-off reaction because they're specific to detoxifying the debris from these organisms. In general, having some type of a colon cleanser is very helpful. Backing that up with pantothene, which is a B vitamin, vitamin B5, uh, with molybdenum, which is a trace mineral, vitamin B1, and also magnesium, help to clean up after the die-off, because these nutrients participate in the detoxification pathways that are essential to getting rid of the die-off. From a general aspect, so is glutathione, and N-acetylcysteine, which is known as NAC. These nutrients are very helpful in assisting the liver in handling the die-off. What isn't very helpful in de dealing with this would be uh, certain herbs which are more antioxidants to the liver and don't actually detoxify the liver, which is an area of confusion. Silly marin and milk thistle are, highly, are high antioxidants to the liver. They don't particularly help the liver deal with the die-off. Herbs that would help the liver more deal with the die-off would be herbs like uh, burdock, which stimulates liver cleansing, and any of the laxative-type herbs or any of the herbs that also help to stimulate bile release from the liver gallbladder. They, these would be more in this line. When someone begins a treatment for candida, it's possible they could have die-off just by doing the diet alone. It's not typical, but it is possible. Certainly when you start the antifungals, die-off will typically be expected. Interesting thing about our phase zero program is that the Candy scrub and the candy loosener products 
are formulated not only to help eliminate the candida from the intestines, but also to reduce the die-off by supplying some of the nutrients that are essential for the body to handle die-off and other substances which help absorb the toxins that form the die-off. There are a few different aspects of what happens with die-off. There are allergy wastes. There are toxic protein wastes. There are also aldehydes, which are alcohols that are produced during die-off. And we see in the Candilucina product that it contains molybdenum, vitamin C, some other things, which help detoxify those alcohols. And it also contains MSM sulfur, which not only helps to loosen these bad organisms off the intestinal tract, but it helps the liver to process them. Because sulfur is necessary for the detox pathways in the liver. And the candy scrub contains all different types of fiber and adhesive material which stick to the bad proteins and help carry them out of your system before the die-off rages and intensifies. So products of that nature are really important in helping to deal with die-off. There are cases that we get occasionally where the person just can't handle die-off at all. They uh, can take only slight amounts of antifungals because the die-off just becomes overwhelming. These are people who are usually bad detoxifiers and they need a lot of help in increasing their ability to detoxify so that they can handle the die-off and therefore handle the whole program or treatment. It's one of the more difficult things that you come across is when you have a person who doesn't handle the die-off and can't tolerate the substances. Well, the first thing you look for in, in this case is that the person may have leaky gut syndrome because leaky gut is known to overwhelm the system with toxins and make uh, to a degree where it's probably unmanageable. The next thing you would look for are compromised phase one and phase two detox pathways. Uh, this can also be tested for using the hepatic detox profile that's done by doctor's data labs. The leaky gut test, for those of you who aren't familiar with this broadcast, is a test that's done through Genova labs. And these are the first two tests that we will normally do when we have a person who can't handle die-off. The next thing that we'll look at is a test done by Genova Labs, which is called the organics test, which is a organic acid test, similar to the one done by White Plains and some other labs, where the test actually delineates all the nutrients involved in detoxification and in the glutathione pathway, and will tell you what specifically you're deficient in that's contributing to your bad ability or your poor ability to detoxify. This is a very important test because finding out what nutrients you're low in and then taking them helps to repair these pathways. So we have um, a situation that could be as simple as the person drinking lots of water to flush the toxins out of their system that are going to cause the die-off and that ranges all the way to a person 
who is such a bad detoxifier, they actually need to go on a program of nutrients to repair their detoxification processes so that they can detoxify and therefore be able to get through the treatment plan. An interesting thing comes along when people cheat on the diet and are taking the antifungals. Some people have assumed that when they cheat on the diet, the program doesn't work. And that's true in a general sense that what they're doing by cheating is feeding the organisms to make them grow back. But it is not true that that causes a lack of die-off. As a matter of fact, the complete opposite is, is correct. People who cheat on the diet are apt to get more die-off because when they cheat on the diet, they're making these microorganisms grow further. They're increasing the amount of microorganisms in the body and therefore increasing the potential of dead microorganisms so it's typical that the die-off will be worsened by cheating on the diet. A person eats something that's off the diet, feeds their yeast, the yeast grows more abundant, then they turn around, take the medicines, and they get a bigger die-off because now they have more yeast from having cheated on the diet. That's pretty much as simple as that. So to avoid a lot of die-off, the first rule would be don't cheat on the diet. Don't make the condition worse. Make sure you drink a lot of water. Make sure you're taking some kind of substance similar to in the Biamonte program, the phase zero candy scrub, candy loosener, which are going to be detoxifying your intestines of the die-off. Consider doing enemas at home going for a colonic to really speed up the release of all these bad proteins and toxins that cause the die-off in the first place. If those things are done, the die-off lessens and is not as bad. So how do we tell if something is die-off as opposed to the condition simply getting worse? It's a good question. Well, the advantage that we have at the Biamonte Center is having the Biamonte urine test, which can differentiate this for us. On the Biamonte urine test, die-off is particularly observed when the oxidative test, which is for the patients out there who are familiar with the test, the oxidative test is the test that turns red. When this test turns redder, and you have an increase in your symptoms and you're following everything you're supposed to be doing, this would be an indication of die-off. The test that curdles, which is the dysbiosis marker, when there's an increase in curdling, this also would be an indication of die-off. So right away, when someone's having symptoms, let's say, and the person swears up and down their 
on the program. They're not cheating on the diet. They're taking everything they're supposed to. And yet they're feeling worse. When we look at these two tests, if we see an increase in the red test and an increase in the curdling test, we know right away that this person's having die-off. For those of you who don't have the test and are either doing your program with a, uh, another physician or trying to do it on your own, you will know you're having die-off when you feel you're following everything correctly and yet you have a worsening of your symptoms. You feel bad, as I explained in the beginning. And then if you stop the program or if you reduce the program dosage and do all the other items that we spoke of, drinking the water, taking the colonic, taking the enema, etc., you'll then experience a, a, a dramatic, actually, improvement in the die-off, usually within three to five days. So this is how you can tell you're having die-off. If you lower the dose of your medicines and the symptoms get better, that would be the evidence that you're actually experiencing die-off rather than a worsening of your symptoms or a worsening of your condition, I should say. If your condition is getting worse, it's usually because the treatment you're taking isn't working and usually you're, treat you're cheating on the diet and feeding the microorganisms, which are making them worse. Now, most people are able to freely recognize when they're doing that so they can sort that out. If they feel that they're not doing anything that would make it worse, then next thing to observe would be, well, when you lower the dosage of the medicines, do you feel better somewhere after three to five days? And if the answer is yes, then you know it's a die-off because in lowering the dosage of the medicine, you're slowing down the rate at which these bad organisms are being killed Therefore, you're slowing down the rate of the production of all these toxic proteins. So that's a pretty easy way to find out if you're having die-off. We call this the golden rule. The golden rule is when you're on a program to kill bad microorganisms or eliminate toxic metals, you feel sick as those bad things are eliminated. In the case of candida or other infections, it would be the bad things are killed and eliminated. And in the case of the toxic metals, it's simply that they're eliminated. With toxic metals and their elimination, there actually is not a die-off because these metals are not living things. They're elements. So they're not actual life forms. But as elements, they can greatly disrupt your body's chemistry. And as they're being excreted from your system, they literally re-enter your bloodstream and can cause many of the same symptoms that they had caused initially when they entered your body. Certainly when they leave the body, they cause an imbalance and cause many symptoms. Now, again, as I said, we really can't say that's a die-off, but it is a toxic elimination. And in that case, the handling for it is really the same 
as if you were having a microorganism die off. You drink lots of water to flush it out. You could also engage sauna at that, at that step to help sweat it out. You take colon cleansers to ensure that the elements are going to be removed from the body and not reabsorbed back in. You can take different nutrients to support your body's elimination system. And of course, you lower the dosage of whatever the substances are that you're taking that are mobilizing and pulling these toxic metals out of your body. Generally, between three to five days are necessary from the point where either you lower the dose of the program or you stop the program for you to see an alleviation in your symptoms. Uh, it certainly could happen before that, but it's generally three to five days that it takes before you'll notice it. Die-off lasts only as long as there's something there to die. When a person's eliminated their candida overgrowth or whatever the overgrowth is that they have, they're not going to continue to get die-off anymore because there's nothing to kill. Die-off cannot go on forever. Even if a person had a host of different infections, it can't go on forever because it can only go on for as long as there's something there to be killed. Once you've killed all the microbes in your system, there's nothing left to die, nothing left to create toxicity, so there's nothing left to cause die-off. That's a pretty easy concept to understand, but that's very much the truth. Sometimes one of the easiest things a person can do at home when they're getting die-off is to drink parsley water. Parsley water acts like a diuretic. It's very simple. You would simply take a handful of parsley, throw it in a pot of boiling water, and then consume the broth. This is a strong diuretic and causes you to urinate out all these bad toxins. Large doses of vitamin C also can help. Many people have vitamin C just lying around the house. If you take vitamin C to bowel tolerance, very often that could help alleviate the die-off symptoms you're getting. Sometimes you'd want to take it almost to the point of having a little diarrhea because then that's also flushing your system out. Eating sugar and carbohydrates and starches and bad foods while you're having die-off generally makes the die-off worse. What helps to make the die-off better is to be stricter on the diet and not feed these bad germs in the first place. You generally can tell how effective a medicine is going to be on your case, let's say, by looking at how much die-off it's going to create. And for this reason, there, there is a contradiction when it comes to using applied kinesiology and studying die-off and medicines that cause die-off. Traditionally, in kinesiology, if you test weak for something, it's generally thought of as being bad. The exception of the rule lies with die-off. Because the die-off is so harmful and toxic, 
And because it interrupts so much of your body's own processes, what will happen is when you test someone kinesiologically, they will test weak on the substance. That is going to be the most effective for them. So if you have different medicines and the doctor is checking you kinesiologically on them and this one medicine you test really weak on, the odds are is that's the medicine that would be the most effective in killing the microorganisms and your body's testing weak on it because it perceives the mass die-off that's going to occur. Because the body doesn't want its normal homeostasis interrupted and this massive die-off would so interrupt, it goes weak on the subject or on the substance. Now this is not taught in chiropractic college or in kinesiological uh, seminaries and whatnot, at least not that I know of. It's something that I observed in the uh, late 80s, early 90s in dealing with people with candida and looking at it from a kinesiological viewpoint. When uh, initially what I was hearing from patients, they would come back and they would say, well, my chiropractor tested me on all the different products you gave me. And I tested the weakest on this one and this one, but these two I tested strong on. So I would, I would take from the person the ones they tested strong on, and they would say, well, we're just going to leave these aside for now. The ones that I want you to take are the ones you tested weak on. And sure enough, they would then report having horrible die-off reactions from those products. Then when we went ahead and put them on the one they tested strong for, the die-off was kind of minimal. So there you go. There is an interesting phenomena that occurs when you have die-off going on for long periods of time. And it's not, this is not uh, certainly a good phenomenon. But because the immune system is drawn into activation so often when that occurs, and because your organs of elimination become taxed, it actually can run you down and make you sick. You can easily develop some type of a chronic flu, an influenza, or actually anything, even going to the common cold, if you're chronically having die-off, this is due to the fact that the unrelentless toxicity that's occurring is just dragging your system down. So endless die-off is bad. Continuing to have die-off for weeks upon weeks is bad, and it will eventually make you sick. And this is, of course, unnecessary, because if one is properly controlling their diet, the die-off generally lessens within three to five days. If you're not controlling your diet, you're continuing to feed the bad guys, making them grow, and then just causing more die-off as you kill them. So there is a danger in having die-off for long periods of time. It can make you sick. It's not going to give you any permanent damage, but it will make you ill and run down. And the way to handle that is just simply to clean up your diet and do not continually eat things that are going to feed the candida and make it grow back.
because that is why a person will have perpetual or continual die-off. As I stated somewhat uh, earlier, the person feeds the candida only to turn around and kill it and then experience die-off. And this could go on for months and years, which is not a good idea. It's very taxing to the system. It doesn't produce a good end result at all. All it does is make people worse and eventually make them sick. All right, very good. So that would be the information for today that we're presenting on die-off. If anyone has any questions, they can certainly email me at drb at health-truth.com, drb at health-truth.com. And remember to keep your eyes and ears on the lookout for the first release of the book, The Candida Chronicles, which should come out sometime this summer. There will be an announcement on this show. There will be an announcement on the Biamonte Center website. There will also be several newsletters released at the time the book is released. It's the first in a series of five books on Candida, and it will be available at Amazon.com and all the Amazon uh, show places and sales websites. So this has been Michael Biamonte with the Candida Chronicles. The subject today has been die-off. What is it? How do we handle it? I hope this has been informative. And remember, you can catch this broadcast again by tuning in to Twitter and looking on Facebook for the link that will be posted after this broadcast is over, allowing you to go back and listen again to the broadcast. That's a wrap for this episode of the Candida Chronicles featuring Michael Biamonte, Certified Clinical Nutritionist. Michael holds a Doctorate of Nutropathy and is a New York State Certified Clinical Nutritionist. He is a professional member of the International and American Association of Clinical Nutritionists and of the American College of Nutrition, and he's a member of the Scientific Advisory Board for the Clinical Nutrition Certification Board. For more information on how Michael can help you, please visit healthtruth.com, that's health-truth.com, or phone his office at 212-587-2330.